Hello, Hospitality MD listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in again for another episode of the Hospitality MD podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for being a part of the Hospitality MD community. On last week's podcast, we heard from Justin Essner, who previously worked as a regional sales manager with Hilton, selling over 1,800 rooms and 200,000-plus square feet of meeting and event space. We learned how hospitality plays a role in his selling and how we can all start to break down the departmental silos in hotels that exist particularly between sales and ops. So if you have not heard last week's episode, please take a minute now to go back and check it out. This week, Justin is back again. We're not talking about his Hilton experience. We are talking about his new role as an account executive at Widewell. He is joined by Widewell CEO, Matt Murray. Widewell offers reputation management solutions and helps businesses in all industries manage their online reviews. For hotels specifically, right, and for hospitality. Until this interview, I still thought that TripAdvisor was the most important thing for your hotel's reviews. I was wrong. We're talking today about Google My Business. We're talking about reputation management. We're talking about how you can get more Google reviews in 2021. This is a must listen for hoteliers out there because I know that we're falling behind as an industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. But before we get started, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling extra generous, we are looking to grow our YouTube channel as well. So please navigate to our YouTube channel just by searching Hospitality MD and click subscribe. Thank you so much for all of your support. We love you. So this is Hospitality MD. Get more Google reviews in 2021 with Matt Murray and Justin Esner from Widewell. Enjoy. Justin Esner, Matt Murray, welcome to Hospitality MD. Justin, happy to see you again for another episode. And Matt, welcome to the first time to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, my Glad pleasure. to be back. Absolutely. So we kind of alluded to a little bit of what Justin was up to on our last episode. Um but in case those who missed it, I, I do want to kind of give everybody a little context. So Justin, we'll start with you briefly. If you could just tell us just a brief, a little bit about your background and what you're doing right now. Sure. So I've spent the last 11 plus years with Hilton, uh, worked at, was part of the opening team at the Waldorf Astoria, Orlando and Hilton Bonnet Creek Complex, then moved over to the Embassy Suites and Doubletree Suites uh, Disney Springs complex, and then been the last four, almost four years at the Hilton Buena Vista Palace and Lake Buena Vista complex next to Disney Springs, all in different sales capacities, um, mostly in the group space. I did do about three and a half of those years was in the transient um, space as well, but uh, just have a love for the hospitality world. Um, 
was part of the uh, unfortunate furlough action that happened in 2020 and took about a month to unpack what was going on. And then from May to July, trying to figure out what I uh, was going to do next and got connected with Matt um, over the summer. And then we had some great conversations throughout the uh, fall and saw the immense runway ahead of what Widewell is doing and wanted to be a part of their team and their growth. And so I will be kind of leading out the hotel and hospitality space um, as an account executive with Widewell. Awesome. Well, congratulations on officially starting this this new adventure. Uh, your advocacy for the hospitality industry will continue to be uh, appreciated um, and uh, continue to make an impact. Now, again, so for those who haven't heard the episode with Justin exclusively, you do not want to miss his sentiments on what it's like now he was just being modest right now, but to be in the top 1% of revenue generators in the Hilton ecosystem. So a lot of cool information on that episode. So be sure to check it out with Justin Esner. So Matt, uh, this is your first time on the show. So before we dive into Widewell here, why don't you give us a little bit of context for who you are? Sure. That's great. Um, I'm a Vermont native. Grew up here, went to the University of Vermont, then spent uh, six years in the Navy. Um, and when I came out of the Navy, you know, as, as most service people, you got to figure out what's next in, in sort of your civilian life. And I was fortunate enough to find a company called Dealer.com um, in my hometown. And Dealer.com at the time, you know, was about a hundred person startup and uh, went on to really disrupt the automotive digital marketing space. Uh, we, you know, grew to 10,000 clients. We were, we were bought for a billion dollars and 18 months later, the acquiring company and dealer.com were purchased again by Cox automotive. So spent a really great decade, uh, learning about digital marketing, uh, managing, uh, you know, digital marketing strategies at a local level, regional level, working with, uh, manufacturers like BMW, FCA, uh, Toyota, et cetera, to, to help their dealers grow as you know the the market and customer became much more digital over that that you know period of time and then uh, I said you know what what are we going to do next I spent some time at podium who's really revolutionizing kind of the business to consumer messaging space and um, and then in 2018 started wide whale and uh, and here we are today awesome well thank you for your service by the way much appreciated. Uh, truly, I think on behalf of of our audience as well. Um, so you coming out of uh, the Navy didn't know anything, right, about about digital marketing. So you kind of started by just bootstrapping it and kind of just learning as as you went. Is that right? That's it's a, for me. It's a fun story to look back on. I um, I had a MySpace account and I had a Hotmail address. That's where I was in like 2006, um, and uh, and I honestly had a, had a decision to make whether to go back to school um, at the University of Vermont. And at that time, I had an offer to manage a Borders bookstore. You guys remember Borders? Maybe they still oh, have some locations. Bring, bring Borders back, yeah, I love yeah. that place. <laughs> at this, one I mean, of the, the locations of Amazon. Well, that's yeah. exactly the point. Like they, it, this was 2000, 
six, seven. And, uh, if I'd have got, you know, if I'd have gone that path, the, the borders is gone now. Like the, this, this was the best location you could ask for a borders bookstore right on the, the kind of main strip in, in Burlington, Vermont called church street. Uh, so I had that path or do I go kind of check out this dealer.com thing? Um, and as fate would have it, my mom had clipped, this is so cute, right? My mom had clipped the article out of the local newspaper about dealer.com having a hiring event because their growth was, was already ramping. And, uh, I went and checked it out, made some personal connections because everybody in Vermont is connected by at you know, probably one degree of separation and, uh, decided to go for it. So yes, I, I had to learn everything uh, that I knew at the time, really through, uh, the training program at dealer.com and then through on the job training and, and managing, uh, you know, dealership marketing strategy on a day-to-day basis. Well, yeah. Cause this was what, 2006, 2007, right? So it was almost like not even just for you, but to everybody, it was kind of, uh, kind of mis- mystical kind of brand new at the time to, to, to build out this, this new digital and social media marketing type of stuff that is now just commonplace, you know, in a few short years. So what is Widewell? What are you doing now? You started your own company. We talked a little bit about uh, kind of alluding to that on our episode with Justin. Um, but but we don't we we don't really know what it is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your baby, your company? You know, what two and a half, three years old now in the making. So tell us a little bit about that and and your idea, your inspiration, all of it. Sure, I guess we're actually having our, our two and a half year birthday in three days. Um, we oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we started Wide Whale. Uh, really as a tech enabled managed service. And it was, you know, this recognition that local business owners in every vertical, whether you're a car dealer or a hotel or a jewelry store, furniture store, et cetera, they're not well staffed for digital engagement. Meaning for years, we've talked about how the consumer uh, journey to purchase or product selection is very digital, right? Think about our spend in marketing and advertising just to fill the top of the funnel and hopefully capture some new guests at your property, et cetera. Like that, that's all accepted. We don't or didn't pay attention to the fact that customer service is truly digital today, right? That, that post-transaction experience is very uh, visible to the next prospect. And uh, generally local businesses are not part of the conversation. They may not even be aware what people are saying uh, about them on sites like Google, Facebook, Yelp, and, and other industry-specific sites. So we said, you know, we know how to build the technology. Uh, Adam Burnett is our head of engineering. Uh, You know, I worked with him at dealer.com. I just went to him and said, hey, man, let's start monitoring these conversations and see if we can build our own software platform so that people at Wide Whale could keep our local business customer in the conversation. So anytime there's a comment made about... um, you know, clients we serve uh, on Google, Facebook, Yelp, and industry-specific sites, uh, that comes to us, right? And we are quite literally the voice of the location. When when your customer, your guest is very happy, we're there to reinforce that that visit or that experience um, to the to the even to the the detailed level of making sure that we use the the search terms 
that are important for Google to understand and the next viewer to read. Think of branded search terms, products, services that you receive at that location, right? Pushing that back to both the, uh, the review itself or the comment on Facebook. And uh, we call that conversational SEO, but we, we are the always on visible uh, s- sort of strategy for these local businesses. And, th- and that was, that was it. Like, how do we just help business owners? And that product that product today is used by uh, you know ninety percent of our of our roughly one thousand customers across across the U.S. Now that grew. Sorry, Kyle, I'm on a roll. That no, no grew, please keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> that 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 kind of grew into this recognition in 2020. Frankly, that we should be doing more to help our our uh, customers create engagement. Right. So if you're a local business, <clears throat> even a hotel. If you don't have a strategy to drive positive sentiment to sites like Google, Facebook, Yelp, um, you know, upset customers, upset guests, they will be the ones who voice their opinions. They'll suppress your scores. They will, they'll make it look like maybe it's a mediocre experience at your property. Um, and we wanted to essentially help these, these business owners activate the voice of the happy guest, the happy customer. So we found ways to do that by integrating with things like transaction records, the PMS, you know, uh, maybe a CRM, a point of sale system, uh, in order to drive that customer sentiment live and, and put it, you know, put a more balanced and authentic view of that local business out in the, the eye of the public. That's that's cool because um, I I echo your observations of of local businesses and smaller businesses specifically, but, but it doesn't even have to be that there's a lot of, of larger companies who are maybe still not fully aware, or maybe just haven't fully accepted the gravity of, of, of having this, this presence, but there's a lot of places that just don't even know. Like I, I was actually on Yelp the other day looking at, at businesses in Chicago um, and I'm looking at these there's restaurants here that have all these reviews that are unclaimed on Yelp that people just it's like their business but they haven't claimed it as theirs like somebody started writing reviews they have photos on there from customers but nobody the owners the management never actually like claimed the business and and it's like even for for hospitality organizations such as restaurants that to see that is in 2021 is is shocking even. Uh, so I can only imagine how, when you kind of exit out of the traditional hospitality sphere, where at least in hospitality, we've been talking about it a little bit, right? We've been talking about TripAdvisor and Google for a little while, but your local car dealership, I uh, I mean, I'm ignorant to that, but I can only imagine how absent that conversation must have been for the longest time. Have you? Can I jump in real you, quick, Matt? Yeah, please, Justin, please. I encourage so you. So I will, uh, as an outsider from the auto space, a lot of our team has kind of come in from that space and they're absolute experts on all of this. The auto industry is probably three to four years ahead of the hotel space and probably five years ahead of the restaurant space. Yeah. They are so in tune as to the conversation going online. Um, My only estimation slash guess is that for the most part, people assume if you go to a hotel, you're going to have a great experience. Customer service is going to be great. Things of that nature. Most people don't want to buy a car. It's something they have to do. And so that the 
Like the first thing you think of in buying a car is not a great customer service experience. <laughs> so the from <laughs> listening into the conversations with some of our clients, they're very cognizant of ensuring that this process with their customers is just that a great customer experience because that's how they're going to differentiate themselves. And they know that if they do that online, then it's going to drive the next customer just to give them that bad. Whereas hotels, hotels are just kind of like letting all of this stuff happen online and not even really paying attention to it because for the last 10 years, business has been good. Pre COVID, you know, everybody was talking about traveling. There was so much organic marketing just being done through social platforms from people staying at the hotel not many people were like taking like Instagram videos of them buying a car. Auto dealerships are having to pay influencers <laughs> to come in and, you know, I mean, everybody's at the, at the beach showing the hotel in the background, making their friends and family jealous. No one's down at the Toyota dealership saying, look at my new Prius. It's awesome. So the auto <laughs> industry is way ahead of us to be perfectly franked. And we can learn a lot from them. And that's, I've learned so much from what Matt, Matt's a student of Google. He's been very humble so far. But, like he understands how they think and how businesses can kind of integrate into Google's voice. Because Google wants to be your friend. So, yes. And, and Matt, you did kind of allude to that. I think you called it conversational uh, search engine optimization. Is that right? Yeah. So, so in the, in the process of, of managing sort of public conversation, right? Like let's say, let's say that, um, you know, a guest leaves, leaves a property, checks out and says, I I loved my stay at, uh, at at the hotel. I especially loved the services I received in the spa. Amazing Swedish massage. There is a direct association now between that property and the spa and Swedish massage as a service specifically. And, you know, this is getting into sort of the, the art and science of what we do. We're looking for the opportunity to echo those, those statements, those comments to feed those keywords back to Google, right? Like the more that the reviews on your GMB, your Google, my business page, talk about your products and services, uh, the better uh, visible, you know, the more visibility you'll have for those specific terms in local search, right? So it's it's a new, it's it's, it's essentially like a, an always-on SEO strategy in that way, right? Like in every conversation, if we can use your business name, product, service, location terms, we're helping Google bring you the right traffic. So I think a lot of us in hotels and hospitality are just blind to this completely. Uh, Justin, I'll, ref- I'll defer to your expertise being uh, in the sales world. You know, me having, you know, come up in operations, I, I don't know this for sure, but I can guess that most of your directors of sales and marketing and the on-site property infrastructure and sales pr- more than likely knows next to nothing about SEO. Would you agree or disagree in your experience? I think that they know enough um, to understand that they don't know what they need to know. And so that they don't, they understand the importance of it, um, but they also don't utilize some of the, just like the Google My Business page, for example, it is the most important thing in local SEO. And I would guarantee you that 95% of directors of sales and marketing don't know that. 
Because when you go to a hotel's Google My Business page, there's questions that are being asked by customers about your location. And I would say from looking at over 200 hotels in the last three weeks on their Google My Business page, um, I would say maybe 5% are answered by the business owner. The rest are just answered by uh, local Google um, experts, if you will. Um, they're not paid by Google. They're, they just go in and answer it and then you get like Google swag. Um, so those people are answering like one of the most interesting ones I found was I really like this resort pool. Is it free to come and check out before we book a stay there? And the first response from a, a local person within Google was there's no key card access needed, but you might have to pay to park which is not the case. I mean, oh, you're, you're supposed to be, a, right? And so now this SEO conversation oh, that Matt just alluded to um, of resort pool, that's a keyword that Google's looking for. Customers are asking for it. The hotel's not even paying attention to, to the conversation, much less giving the, the real answer that should be saying, no, the resort pool is not open to outside guests. Um, if you'd like to stay, here's a link and maybe try and capture that guest because they've already talked about and staying there in the future. So, so the love, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the level of understanding within our space is nowhere near where it needs to be. And so that's where we're trying to come in and help just the, like the learning process is going to be the most important thing. I think as people learn how important this is to their business and how it can kind of give them a differentiation factor against the OTAs, um, they're really going to start to, dive into it. And that's where we can help them amplify their voice um, quickly. So a couple of things, because I, I do want to talk about the OTAs because that's, that's huge. Um, so I think Matt, for you now, if we are, if I'm a, a local guest, which I think Justin, you know, this Matt, I'm, I'm sure by now you're starting to hear this from, uh, from hotel clients that what are, what's happening, Right guests are are booking same day last minute reservations the booking window went from several weeks to 24 to 48 hours sometimes less um and they're guests from the local area so if if you're talking about this local seo so if i'm a guest who says you know what tonight I'm going to take a night out. I'm taking my girlfriend and we're going to go stay at a hotel somewhere and i look up a keywords like Orlando hotels with free breakfast. So what you guys are doing, if I'm understanding it right, is is fueling all the positive sentiments that somebody has already said and just adding more fuel to that fire so that whenever somebody is looking these things up, it's just boom, right in your face, uh, more so than, than what the competition would be. Is that right? Am I understanding that right? That's the managed services side of our business for sure. And in fact, you want to do something fun? Can I share my screen with you guys? Yes, please do that. That would be awesome. Okay. Uh, oh, host disabled participant screen sharing. Can you can oh, you actually, allow me to yeah. present? Let's see if uh, Greg, are you are you with us? He's actually the host, our producer here. Greg, if it's too much of a pain, I can also you just kind of stepped away. Oh, thanks, Greg. Um, would you be able to allow Matt to share his screen with us here?
Okay, let's try it out and see. Uh, inauguration day, huh? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, here we go. All right, see if that works. Let me know when you can see okay, it. Okay, cool. Was it terrible? Do you want me to stop? Oh yeah, they that may not uh, that may not actually come across the way that. Um, well, you know what? Let's let's do this for the audio part, and we'll we'll figure it out for the video. I'm actually just genuinely curious, so let's let's keep it rolling. Okay. Well, so I'll I'll do this pretty efficiently. But if you if you back up, Greg, would you mind muting? Thanks, man. If you were to back up to 2011 or 2012, I mean, reputation management first, let's start here. It's not new, right? So there were online reviews uh, in the very late 90s, early 2000s, um, 2011 or 12, when technology companies really started kind of trying to sell this idea of reputation management. It was sold primarily on ego. So you could go to one local business and say, hey, you've got a 4.2 star rating and you only have 200 reviews. And Tony's down the street, they've got a 4.6 rating and a thousand reviews. And a business owner would feel like, well, that's not a fair representation. We're actually better than Tony's. Let's go get a bunch of reviews and, and improve our score. Uh, fast forward, again, that was kind of an ego sell, right? Like what you have to prove the ROI beyond just my star rating. Fast forward to, to, to 2017. And this article was posted by Search Engine Journal. And it was the first time we really saw the like really great documented uh, documented um, uh, correlation between reviews and local SEO. And in this article, uh, they've got this great chart. This GMB is Google My Business. They broke apart the different facets of reviews and the impact they have on local search. So you're seeing right away mentions of keyword city, right? City is just a keyword. Got to get Google reviews. Got to have keywords. <laughs> got to respond to your reviews. So we said, hey, wait a minute, this truly is the intersection of SEO and reputation management. And at that point, decided that anytime a guest or a past customer mentioned a product, service, location, we were going to echo uh, that product and in, in many ways, maybe even enrich the mention. So you might take a, a, a customer's mention of their F-150 and turn it into the full branded term, Ford F-150. Um, so this was an early and easy decision for us. Nice. Now, again, this is 2017, so we're getting it's a little bit old, right? Like, but let's let's modernize a little bit. Moz 2018 said reviews are up 43% in local search. Again, that was 2018. 2020 in June, Moz said Google reviews are now more important than where the searcher is when they perform that search. Amazing to us. So if I asked... Most of my friends, my parents, my brothers and sisters, like, you know, when you guys search for a deli near me, what do you expect to see in the first position? And what everybody says is, well, of course, the closest deli. That's not true. Um, Google has 90% search market share across desktop and mobile search for everything in the world and is constantly improving that experience. So let's say, uh, Let's take, let's say my family's on vacation, right? We're in Cape Cod. We're three and a half hours from the house. Well, five and a half hours from the house. And 
we have a routine, like a routine dental emergency. One of my kids gets an abscessed tooth. I'm going to ask Google for the best dentist near me. If I go to their recommended uh, uh, practice and I have a terrible experience, some of that negativity is going to be cast on Google. So they've been doing their best in the previous uh, you know, few years, three, four, five years, to integrate customer verbatims and online ratings uh, to understand who's providing, into search, sorry, to understand who's providing a really great experience. So it's much more likely now that when you say, give me a deli near me, that you're going to get a deli that might be a couple blocks further away, but provides a much better customer experience in the eyes of Google. Um, so this was huge. Search Engine Land said the same thing. 2020 GMB and reviews are more important than any other local marketing strategy. And Google themselves says, how do you improve your local ranking on Google? Wow. Right. You manage and respond to reviews. So it's not, you know, it's not a secret. It's just hidden in these articles that the average business owner is not going to spend their time reading, frankly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like you would think like I'm hearing about this for the first time from you and you would think that this would have been like groundbreaking discovery. Like, Hey guys, everything you thought you knew is wrong. It's, 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 it's different now. And it's been this way for, for, for years. But, but again, like I'm sure our audience who's listening to this right now as myself included finding out about this for the first time. So it, it really does kind of, it, it goes to show that there's uh, that education element. Like I think Justin mentioned was, is critical um, to, to making, to making it work. Um, now, Justin, you mentioned OTAs uh, in this as well. So what, how does this sort of conversational SEO and everything that you guys are, are talking about in terms of the wide wells platform. How does that help a hotel compete with one of the biggest contentions, which is just OTA commissions, all this stuff. Nobody wants to deal with it. How can you guys help? Well, as Matt alluded to the importance that it's having on local SEO, if somebody types in a search the likelihood of them landing within an OTA just based upon how much ad spend they're spending on Google and then also all the listings that they have within their space. Um, even after like doing all the research the past three weeks, the OTAs are still clearly up top. But if hotels are paying attention to this and going after it, the likelihood of that customer finding their direct booking option, it goes up exponentially. Um we have a case study uh, with one of our customers where after, was it Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, were they just involved in Engage or were they also using our invite platform as well? That they had a almost 80% increase in phone calls to their location. That's the invite product as well. So driving reviews wow. as well. Wow. Yeah. So as they, as they got integrated within our platform, they saw an 80% increase in traffic from Google. Um, now we're still in the early stages on the hotel front, so we haven't, we can't say with definitive, this is how it's going to help against the OTAs. Um, but we know that it helps in other industries and we know that it's going to have a big impact. Um, and for brands, like, I mean, Hilton spent probably a hundred to $200 million in marketing in 2016 and 17 on the stop clicking around campaign. 
just to start driving some of this traffic. Well, if they just pay attention to and really emphasize this on what their hotels need to be doing, like from a, you know, brand standard, like, Hey, you have to respond to all of your reviews. As soon as that becomes a brand standard, um, the local SEO rank is going to go up exponentially. And then Marriott's going to jump on board and then Hyatt's going to jump on board. And so as these brands start to realize how important that is, um, because they're paying attention. I had a conversation with Chris Nassetta in July and he said, Hilton's goal post COVID is to become a digitally native company and increase our customer experience from the four walls that we've done so well into this whole digital platform. But they understand that it's going to take time. What we're doing um, with some of our pilot hotels, hopefully in the near future, is we're going to help fast track that. So what does that look like uh, in application for a hotel? So if I'm if if I'm a GM or a hotel owner, what can that experience look like for me? Um, you know, if, if I have no idea where to start. I'll hop in there, Justin. So I, I, you know, this is not just hotel specific. I think most business owners and managers feel generally like they are victims of their online reputation. In other words, they're just waiting to see what happens. Hopefully it's good. Holy cow. We got an upset guest. Like it just, it's happening to them. And what we're trying to say is, look, you can take control of and be proactive in managing both your reputation in terms of score and volume of reviews. And you can manage the conversation, the narrative around the property by being involved in the conversation. So there's a, there's a, a, a very interesting phenomenon in almost all survey work that the more responses you get to your surveys, the higher your scores will be. And the reason that happens is because fundamentally upset customers, upset guests, they always uh, are more likely to register their opinion, right? Like look at Yelp. Yelp is a great example. You can't, in our industry, you cannot solicit reviews to Yelp. Wide Whale can't do it. Nobody's allowed to solicit. If you do that, it actually damages your visibility on Yelp. And I can share a I'll show you what that looks like, but you, you just aren't allowed to. So Yelp is where all of what appear to be the most upset people in the world live. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think anybody in the industry would probably would probably say, yeah, Yelp is. I just saw an article the other day from Food and Wine that said Yelp is a site of vultures, is the actual term that they used. <laughs> Yelp, Yelp themselves is a two-star company on Yelp. That tells you a lot about the platform. <laughs> So why does that happen? It happens because you can't activate the voice of the happy customer. So like if you're looking, for instance, at your Google My Business page and you've got a 4.2, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's certainly room for improvement by making sure that the percentage of sentiment shared to that page is, is sort of uh, uh, you know leaning towards your, your happy guest. Let's get you to that 4446 neighborhood. Let's make sure that you're getting you know, hundreds of reviews for a hotel. You should expect hundreds of reviews a month. Um, And on the back end, we'll monitor that conversation. We'll we'll make sure we high five your happy guests and kind of reinforce again, the products and services, bring those upset guests back to the property, right? So that they can be managed and their issue can be resolved so that we don't have, you know, negative sentiment out there uh, sort of in our local market. 
So I, I know that, that you guys have to get running here pretty soon for your, for your next client meeting. So what, what I'll, I'll ask you this and, and, and uh, to kind of close out the, the show here, why, why hotels now? This is a, a new vertical that you are exploring with the company. Uh, why? Justin, actually, when Justin and I met, by the way, if you ever want to know if somebody's a good salesperson, just see if they can cut through the clutter and get your attention. Um, and that's what Justin did. And so we started talking about the hotel industry and how damaged it's been through 2020 and the reduction in workforce and the need for efficiency, right? And, you know, if you're a property operating with 30 to 50% of the headcount that you're accustomed to, let's say, how in the world do you present that great uh, guest experience? You're doing the best you can to keep the property clean, right? You're doing the best you can to make sure that even with limited capacity, your guests have the best in-house experience. Uh, Wide Whale is here to help you become more efficient, to save you time, to save you money, right? Like imagine, how do you even staff for digital engagement, you've got to, you've got to take uh, uh, some payroll, right? You've got headcount there and you've got technology costs. It's just not, it's not realistic as the hotel space is in recovery, right? So we're, we're here to say, Google has changed the way they're doing things in search. We can help you take some of that traffic back from the OTAs, right? Earn those direct bookings. We can also help your team be more, more efficient and ensure that your guests have had an exceptional experience. In recovery, again, and as a lasting strategy, that sounds ideal. Uh, and that's any business, whether you're a hotel manager or uh, you own a retail store that's just starting to see a return of foot traffic, efficiency is extraordinarily important. Uh, and that's one of the things that we hope to, to be able to help the hotel industry with. I think it's it's certainly much needed. Like I stated at the beginning, you know, the advocacy that you guys are doing is will actually help the industry on a, a on a larger scale. I I genuinely believe that uh, because we have to get people who are happy. They have to be happy, or else it doesn't work. We have to get them into our hotels. We have to reinforce that positivity. And again, the the OTA thing alone is crippling the already, uh, <laughs> the already struggling, um, hotel industry. So with that being said, you know, can I add something to that real quick? Yeah, Justin, please do. Absolutely. So, so there's something that, um, Matt kind of mentioned with the efficiency of staffing and all of that, as we come out of this recovery, th- there's something that has kind of been an undercurrent as well. There's almost a stigma if you've been traveling in the last 10 months. Nobody wants to post online that they had a great experience because they're fearful of the backlash that they might get from their cousin or their mom or whomever because they, you know, felt safe enough to travel. Thanks. By us, you know, helping hotels activate that happy customer and giving them the the confidence that, you know, the hotel cares because it is an extension of their customer service. When that customer has the courage to go on and say, I had an awesome stay. They made me feel safe. The hotel was clean. Like it was good for my mental health to get out and be a part of just my local community again, even though I just stayed in a room outside of my house. Um, Our team is trained to like deplore empathy and say, thank you so much. And they're going to, they're going to help these hotels get that voice out there. 
um, because that's the sentiment that needs to be out there. Right now, all the reviews that are going up on Google, TripAdvisor, and such are, this hotel's not serving breakfast anymore. It sucks. This hotel's not doing this anymore. I was disappointed. They're still charging $20 for parking, even during a pandemic. Like just silly stuff. And if hotels aren't managing the conversation and just being a part of the conversation, like even if that person leaves that review and the general manager, director of sales, whomever is the voice on property, if they're going on and just having a conversation, the likelihood of a review review similar to that goes down exponentially because the next time someone's like, they didn't serve breakfast because of COVID, they've already seen that the hotel's engaged in that. They're going to have a much more substantiated like thought process to it because there's a teacher in the room. Um, and that's where we're here to help. Like we, we want to be a nice. massive extension to the customer service of the hotels as they recover. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think we actually touched on this a little bit. I don't remember if it was off the record or if it was on the record for our last episode, but um, you know, talking about like, okay, what's the current state of what that looks like? Uh an untrained front office supervisor is given the login for uh review pro or whatever, and they're going on or they're going and and they're responding to to reviews from more often than not from an emotional place uh, because they, they witnessed whatever it was. Maybe they disagree with it. Maybe their heels are dug in even further after seeing that negative review come through. Uh, and that, that person, you know, an, an entry level leader in the hotel is, is in charge of this huge, as we know, wildly important factor in their business. But you know what, they, you know what, we're just going to add this to their checklist because we don't have anybody else to do it and whatever. And then, so it's that plus the possibility that maybe that's not even happening now. It could be even worse depending on how you look at it, where you go on uh, Yelp, you go on TripAdvisor, and then you see everything uh, January, February, and then March, you'll see like a couple reviews responded to, and then all of a sudden radio silence, dead. It just, it looks depressing. It looks like everybody gave up. So meanwhile, while everybody around you is crumbling, hotels and businesses who deploy Widewell and who deploy uh, this strategy can, instead of their online reputation looking just as depressing as 2020 was, it could actually look hopeful, optimistic. So I think, again, I echo it again. You guys are are doing some major advocacy for uh, the greatest industry on earth, um, along with with others that you're involved in. So I thank you for that as does my audience. Now, um, where can we send our audience to check you guys out? We'll be putting the links in the show notes, Matt, what do you got for us, my friend, for you and the company? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, you know, our, our URL is widewhale.com, W I D E W A I L.com. There's some great case studies. There are some good resources too. Even if, if let's say you're up, a marketing manager, <clears throat> excuse me, at a property who just wants to learn more about kind of best practices and review response and understanding the impact, please check out the blog and case studies. There's there's an extraordinary amount of rich information there. If you just want to reach out to us, info at widewhale.com. Love to start a conversation and set up some time to chat. Awesome. And uh, Justin, I understand you'll be contributing to the blog as well, correct? Yeah, I have uh, one that is going through some fine tooth uh 
last thought processes and it actually touches on the OTA conversation we had. So stay tuned. Okay. Well, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for being on the show. Justin, good to see you again. Matt, nice to meet you. Uh, and thank you for your contributions to hospitality. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Thanks, yeah, Kyle. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Stay well. Time. Hey guys, Kyle again here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of Hospitality MD. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think. Please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hospitality MD also offers a suite of hotel management and consulting solutions. Find out more by visiting www.hospitality-md.com. We'll see you next week.